Woo! Woo! Feeling good. Hey, 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 hey. Turn me down, turn me down. Let's go. Hey, 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 it's another great Tuesday of your favorite girls talking your favorite sports. And what an eventful weekend and weekend sports we had. We're back and we're so excited to bring you all the great headlines. As the kids would say, it's lit. It's lit. No, I'm not it's saying lit. it again. I'm not saying it again. <laughs> Keep saying nope, two it. weeks in a row. Keep it just embodying. doesn't it just doesn't sound right coming from me. <laughs> it sounds phenomenal. How was your weekend? It was good. How was yours? It was it was it was good. I did <laughs> took you took I a lot. To think about took a lot it for you to get that I was, out. I, I did a lot this weekend. I did okay. I was in Phoenix for a little bit. Oh, and then I had nice. to think about that. Nice. Yeah, for work. And the weather was way better oh, than Philadelphia. I bet. Yeah. And Philly weather isn't that bad. It's not. But today I was, I just, it was raining and it's cold. And I just, I wasn't prepared. So how cold was it? Probably in the 30s, 37. That is nothing. Oh my God. That is nothing. You need to move back to Michigan so you can appreciate 37 in rain. <sighs> Perhaps I do. <laughs> no, you don't. Perhaps. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> that is I would take 37 in rain over 25 and just windy and cold any day that's fair that's any fair. day but enough about weather because we're not a weather yes. podcast no yeah, no I don't I don't have that corny little <laughs> sound effect but Let's jump right in because we have a lot to discuss Let's this week. We so do. we have a lot to discuss. Yeah, a lot. A lot happened yesterday. A lot happened this weekend. So let's just jump right back in to our first segment, my favorite segment, What in the Ooh. Sports. Um, and we're going to start with the NFL like we normally do. Yeah. So it was an eventful weekend, like we said. Um, we saw eight teams clinch a playoff spot from the AFC, which was great. So we saw the Ravens, uh, Pats, Chiefs, and the Bills, which was shocking. Mm -hmm. And then from the NFC, we saw the Seahawks, which I didn't think was going to happen, the Packers, Mm -hmm. the Saints, and the Niners. Yes. Lots of teams, lots of good teams. Mm -hmm. Um, Of those teams I named, who are your suspect teams? And who are your contenders? Man. Okay. So that's phenomenal this week. Eight teams clinch playoff spots out of the 12 that are, are available. Right. Um, you know, I think, okay, I'm going to start with my suspect teams. Okay. I think the Packers are suspect from the NFC. Um. Mostly because their offense has looked so inconsistent. Um, They've struggled against teams that I don't think they should struggle against to move the ball. And when it's all said and done, 
I think they'll probably wiggle their way out of a first round win because they'll have home field and it'll probably snow. And Aaron Rodgers is a completely different person in the snow. And it's going to be in Lambeau. But do I see them beating the Seahawks or the Saints? No. Or even the Niners? No. To me, there are four teams that clinched a playoff berth. The Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, and the Niners this past weekend. And the Packers are at the bottom of that list to me of the teams that clinched in the NFC. And what world do we live in where the Niners or the Seahawks could end up as a fifth seed when they both have are going to end with like at least 12 wins or 13 wins on the season. That's literally insane. So then the AFC. Well, maybe we should just stay on the NFC and then move over to the yeah, AFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'll do my uh, suspect teams. I would have to agree with you with the Packers. I just don't trust the offense. I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers because this could be the year that he can go far, not yeah. to the Super Bowl, but he could go far again. I think he hasn't yeah. been far in the playoffs in a very long time, and this could have been that year because their defense is fairly consistent and fairly good. They did a good job of rebuilding that defense. But some of their offensive play calls um, are just suspect to me. Um and those wide receivers, to be honest, are not that great. So that's my – one of my – Yeah, I was going to say I don't hate it. <laughs> um, But that's one of my suspect teams. And then after this weekend, the Niners are looking a little suspect to me. Uh, I, I'm not that confident in – in that offense, we've talked for weeks now about Jimmy G and how he's just a game manager at this point. He's not an exceptional quarterback like Patrick Mahomes or like Lamar Jackson or like Deshaun Watson or Russell or Drew Brees. Anybody really who's clinched a playoff spot, he's not like the other seven quarterbacks. So I'm a little concerned with them and the way that they lost this weekend scares me too. Oh my goodness. That was insane. <laughs> that was crazy. I, so you know what? You know how the movie, like Dr. Strange has all these visions and he's like, <laughs> I only see one way for us to win. That was literally that, <laughs> that was the Falcons. Like, <laughs> that was the Falcons this past weekend. They were like, like Doctor Strange went through all the scenarios. He's like, "Well, there's one, there's one chance you got here to win," and like it literally happened on Sunday. That was amazing. Someone had to die. Spoiler alert for <laughs> anyone who still hasn't seen Avengers Endgame. Right, but Tony one Stark Tony had to Stark die. had to die. <laughs> George Kittle had to die. No, <laughs> but. Yeah, those are my those are my suspect teams um, for the NFC, and my contenders are still the same. I'm I was a little uh, skeptical of the Saints the past two weeks, mm -hmm. but I'm I still believe in the Saints. I still believe that they are a complete team, and Drew Brees is you just lighting it up. I am really proud of you for sticking it out with the Saints. <laughs> 
whatever. I'm really proud of you. You are. Oh you have been with this team all, all of one season through all. Chanel, of their I was with them last season I, too. You've been with this team all <laughs> <of> this season <laughs> through all their ups and downs. I agree. I'll give you last season too. Um, but okay, so we both agree that the Packers are suspect. You offered that the Niners may be a little suspect. Yeah. I uh, I don't know if I agree with that. My okay. contender is still Sierra's husband. Okay. And the 12th man. I think that they will win all the rest of their games, um, including the last game of the season against the Niners, and they will clinch the entire NFC conference. You will have to go through Seattle in order to get to the Super Bowl, and I don't I don't see anybody beating them at home. So my contender is still Seattle. Um, they looked terrible. I mean, that offense looked terrible against the Rams. Um, but once again, it's a it's a 16 game season, so we have to overact to you know to one games you know like one game at a time. Yeah. Um, I think that was an anomaly. I think you know, um, was it Pete? What's his name? Carroll. Pete Carroll is a great coach. I mean, I saw a stat about him that said he they the Seahawks have now made the playoffs ten out of the eleven times wow. since he's been the head coach or something like that. Um, so I think I don't. I just I trust this team. Everybody else. I mean, the only other team that I think is a threat um, is Breeze and and um, his coach. I keep Sean Payton. Names. Sean Payton, Payton. Reason Payton, yes. Yeah. All right. So the to other the great AF- duo. Yes, they're a great duo. Um, to the AFC. Yes. Now, I I don't think there will be any uh, disagreement between us that the Ravens are a legit contender. Yes. Out of the NFC. Um, <laughs> I think honestly, if you ask me what, what other teams are suspect, I would pick all of all them. of them, <laughs> every single one of them. <laughs> I mean, the Pats because I mean that offense has just struggled. I mean, to watch Tom Brady just you know get just like the pocket is there and then it's not for him. Like he yeah. has no protection, and then he can't. He's not a Patrick Mahomes. Or Lamar, he he can't run. He's like a. I mean, a, he's not a even a passer. He's not even a Josh Allen. Josh Allen can run. No, as right, well. Exactly right. Or or you know so. When that's, just that's talking tough. about running, I don't want anybody to be like, Tom Brady is better than Josh Allen. Yes, yes, he, yes, is. he is. But when we're talking about running, Tom mm-hmm. Brady and Eli, it's like a tie for last. <laughs> hey hey hey! Did you see Tom Brady go for those uh, fourteen yards? Meant to get that first down. Yeah, I I thought he was gonna explode. I don't care. <laughs> it's still not that great. <laughs> Listen, it was so good. Somebody was like, I'm gonna tell my kids this is Mike Vick. <laughs> <laughs> that is so disrespectful to Mike Vick though. <laughs> so I'm I'm suspect about the Pats because Brady has not looked like the Brady we have come to know. Um, but he also doesn't have any weapons. And we talked about before how he lost Gronk and Josh Gordon and they had AB, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. 
And then the Chiefs, I mean, is Patrick Mahomes healthy or not? Like, we just don't know. Well, me watching him run around in the snow this weekend, I was not happy. And I know that they have games left, but it's like, guys, yeah. take him yeah. out. You already had two really scary moments. Yeah. Um, all of these teams, by the way, won their games this past weekend, which was, you know, a part of them, at least a few of them, clinching uh, playoff berth. Yeah. Um, and then the Bills, I mean, I just, I think the Bills' get greatest strength um, is that kind of underdog thing right now where nobody's really talking about them. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we if we saw maybe the Bills in the NFC, in the AFC championship. No. I, I think they could be a really good surprise, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they got bounced in the first round. So neither. I don't know. The Ravens are a contender to me. The Patch Chiefs and Bills are all suspect because I, I just don't know. I literally don't know what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. I don't agree. I think that <laughs> um, <laughs> the Pats and the Bills for me are suspect. I just don't believe in the Patriots offense, which is hard to go against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, but there is a lot of suspect things going on over there. So I, <laughs> I, I don't care that I just said that the Patriots were suspect and the bills, you don't really, you're not really showing me anything. If you can beat the Steelers, like the Steelers, we all know doesn't have a powerful offense right now because you still don't have Juju. Connor just came back. Connor looked great. I'm not going to take anything away from Connor, but he did look great. But duck Hodges is, Duck Hodges. Like, he's not mm -hmm. Ben Roethlisberger. He's not Colin Kaepernick. He's not uh, – well, he is better than Mason Rudolph. But he's not the quarterback that we're used to seeing. So I'm not shocked that the Bills beat the Steelers because we knew at some point one of them had to show up in offense, and Josh Allen is just a better quarterback. So he, yeah. those two are the suspect teams for me. I think the Chiefs yeah. – it's been very quiet over there this year. Like, it has. We, we see, and they've had an up and down season with Patrick Mahomes being in and out. Yeah, you know, so they've been they've been served some humble pie from coming off of last year. Like, oh, they should have they should have made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, they should have beat you know the Patriots. They were right there, and then they you know all this momentum was around them coming back, and now. We're like, okay, is Patrick Mahomes going to be ready to go? Because if he's not, then they're done. You're not. You're done. You're he. He run, He's the centerpiece of that offense. It's just like those. You know those. Um, it's just like Steph with the Warriors. Like he, people call him the Steph Curry of the NFL for a reason. Like Steph Curry is is the engine for his offense, regardless of who's on the team. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. So. Um, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think if Patrick Mahomes is healthy, they are a contender to beat whoever. Uh, okay. And then the Ravens, I still give them a little edge, but those are my two contenders. Okay. So in the AFC, of the four teams that clinched, three of them um, should have a first-round bye, Baltimore, New England. I mean, a first-round um, home um, home game. Mm -hmm. So Baltimore, New England and Kansas city, um, Houston, you know, should clinch and they would also have a, a first round home game too. 
Um, but we will see. They probably will most likely do that this weekend. And then in the NFC, um, Seattle, Green Bay, and New Orleans will all have home games. And for right now, um, it could be San Francisco. Um, and potentially either Dallas or Philadelphia, whoever wins that. Um, so we will keep a lookout for that and excited to see where everything shakes out. So as I mentioned, with the current standings right now, there are eight teams that clinched. There are four team, there are seven teams that are competing for the last four spots. Um, now we looked up this uh, article in the New York Times and Looks like the Texans have a 96% chance to get one of the spots in the AFC. The Vikings have a 95% chance to get a spot in the NFC. Cowboys, 60%. Steelers, 51%. Titans, 48%. Eagles, 40%. And the Rams, 5%. Now, here's where the Rams <laughs> is amazing. Because, I mean, they, they, they did start off so rocky. But they've been surging as of late. And it looks like they're not even going to make the playoffs because. Well, as of late, that was one week. But they're eight and six. I don't even know who the Rams played (laughs) to to win eight games. (laughs) They beat. So so to be fair, they're in the same conference, right? Or division rather as Seattle. Yeah. And the Niners. So they have to play both of those teams at least twice. I still um, like you saying that. Yes, I knew that. I knew I knew that information. <laughs> However, who did they beat eight times? <laughs> because that team that I saw on Sunday didn't look like they could beat anybody. <laughs> so who did they beat eight times? The Chargers? Like Oh my gosh. Continue. Okay. <laughs> They had a terrible loss against the Cowboys. <laughs> they just desperately needed that. I think, I think Jason Garrett possibly sold his soul oh to get that gosh. win. So that Whatever. I would leave it, Kalea. Whatever. Freddie Kitchens needs to, needs to do the same. We'll talk about that later. That Freddie is our Kitchens next topic. To so something. let's just get through this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, okay. But going back to it. Seven teams still competing for the chance at the last four spots. The Texans will make it because I think the Colts are pretty much done, especially after the way they got embarrassed on Monday night football against the Saints this past this past Monday. Um, and I think the Vikings will also make it. Um, so then it, it sort of just leaves this question of, will the Eagles or the Cowboys make it? Because one of them have to, because one of them has to win their division. Yep, They play this weekend. Or, and um, then we can talk about whether the Steelers or the or the Titans will get that last spot in the NFC. So um, I believe. Remember when I told you that the Cowboys were going to win out? Remember mm-hmm. that. So you, did. you I think, also backtracked. I did. I did. I did. So I'm watching the game. <laughs> I was watching the game on Sunday, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I said that the Cowboys are gonna win." Like I can't wait until Tuesday to rub this in Chanel's face because, like, we try not to talk to each other uh, during yeah. the weekend so that we can, mm-hmm. you know, leave all of this for Tuesday. All the energy and for Tuesday. I'm literally like trying so hard not to be like. I called it Cowboys win. And then I was like, wait, 
I said that the Rams are going to win yeah, in the last in the yes. last minute. Mm-hmm. But saying that, I digress from my backtracking because I do that too much. But <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys, that is the Cowboys we thought we were going to see all season. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys we saw on Sunday is what we thought we were going to see. All three <sighs> phases clicking. Now, mm. I know what that sigh means, Chanel, and I honestly don't really care. Um, <laughs> I am not a fan of the Cowboys like that. I'm not like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to watch the Cowboys like every Sunday. I don't care. But mm-hmm. I was happy to see Zeke uh, rush for 100 yards <laughs> at God. least. Finally. Finally. So that was fun to see. I enjoyed watching Dak just throw the ball and people catch it and uh, make Mm. touchdowns, you know? Mm -hmm. I enjoyed watching Mm. the defense stop Todd Gurley, but Todd Gurley is not the Todd Gurley that we know um, or we knew. And Mm -hmm. they shut down. That offensive line was able to shut down Aaron Donald. So if you – from watching that, I don't know what makes you think that the Cowboys can beat the Eagles. So listen, here's the thing. <laughs> the Rams, the Rams choked this away badly. So I can't listen. I look at this and I'm like, great, Cowboys finally showed up. But listen, not only Ezekiel Elliott had 117 rushing yards, right? Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard had more than him. So Tony Pollard had 131. You didn't stop the run at all. Like that just wasn't a plan. Like you did it if. Two different running backs on the same team on the one night run <laughs> run for over 200 yards on you? That is a problem. That is a problem. So this was a complete fumble by a team that really needed to win to even, you know, be in the conversation. And then Dak, you know, has a good night, 212 yards, 15 to 23 83% QBR rating. Great. Great night. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. But it was a complete fumbling of the bag. Golf had a great night. He was he had to throw the ball 51 times. Dak only had to throw the ball 23 times because, like you said, where the heck is Todd Gurley in this offense? Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I'm like, this team has been unbelievably consistent. To the point where people are like, is Sean McVay like being exposed? He was this wonder. I'm sorry. That's not an ad part. I'm on um, the ESPN, ESPN's website and they have ad partners and they keep popping up in, in my okay. stuff. Sorry about that. So. I don't know. I think I think it's just a combination of Sean McVay being exposed, the Cowboys desperately needing a win, and them just having no answer for the run. I mean, no answer at all. It was well, literally awful. I, I kind of agree with you on the Sean McVay point, it, if he's being exposed. I thought he made some terrible decisions towards the end of the game. Um, some of the play calls were a little suspect, um, and – also, leaving Jared Goff in the game to continue to be sacked and you guys are not going to win is a waste of a multi-million dollar quarterback. 
Jared Goff is worth too much money to be out there getting sacked and bent over backwards by the Cowboys defense. That is not the team that you want him to experience a career-ending or season-ending injury with. Right. I I completely agree with that. Look, I, I brought that up because I think, yes, the Cowboys had a great night. They've been inconsistent the entire season. So for me to now be like, yeah, they're going to just do a full sweep of the rest of the season, they're going to mess it up. I 100% believe that they're going to mess it up. I don't know if it's going to be this weekend against the Eagles. I hope it is because I would like for the Eagles to be in the playoffs, obviously. Um, obviously. But it could be. They could very well lose to a motivated Dwayne Haskins <laughs> in the season win in their last game um, in Washington. I don't know. But they are going to mess this up. They are going to mess this up, and they are not going to make the playoffs. Um, now, second question. Steelers or Titans? Um, This is a hard one for me. To be honest, but yeah, just because the Steelers have a tough road <laughs> ahead of them, <laughs> like it's not going to be easy. And this whole season hasn't been easy for them. Um, well, they do have the Jets this weekend. I yeah, I know, I know. I I still like yeah. they have to put up points. The offense has to put up points. That's true. I'm not worried about the true. defense putting up points. Um because I I think the defense <laughs> will get at least 3 interceptions off of Sam Darnold. But I just I don't know who's going to score on offense. Like are you playing James Conner this week or are you trying to save him for potentially making it to the playoffs? Like I don't know what Tomlin's game plan is coming up this week and yeah I I just don't know I mean Jamal Adams is still on the Jets defense I don't know how I feel about Doug Hodges going up against Jamal Adams Kalea I respect you (laughs) Mike Tomlin ain't losing to the Jets Mike but Tomlin you never know. Mike Tomlin is no, not playing on. No, Mike Tomlin is not on that Mike, field playing. But Mike, Mike Tomlin is not about to fumble the bag against <laughs> the Jets. No, no I don't have. I agree. Now, it's not even. It's not even going to be close this weekend. It's not going to be close. I don't they, think they need. They need Chase Young, so they just need to lose. <laughs> Okay, and it, it looks like Chase Young won't even come out. He's not. Of Ohio State He's for not. Reason. He's not. So, but okay, one more he's year, one mind. more year, he's going to change his mind and the Jets need to pick him up. OK, because they need a, a lion on that line. But listen, he ain't losing to the Jets. Now, if Lamar Jackson and the Ravens don't have the AFC on lock come the last week, it's over. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. They're not going to win against the Ravens. The Ravens will not lose that game. I just, I don't see it happening. Um, But I still think that it will be the, um, 
I still think it will be the Steelers that get the last spot. Um, and I believe that because the Tennessee Titans have to play the Saints and they have to play the Texans. Two teams that are not either. going to allow them to win. The Texans and the Saints. Now, unless the Texans, like, I don't think the Texans can move up anymore. Like, I think they're going to get one game at home. But I don't think they can move up, move up anymore that their last game of the season is against the Titans. So, if they play them and they don't play their regular people and the Titans get one, fine. fine. But if they're still putting everybody out there, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I Okay, so I do think that the Steelers are going to win. I have to go back to this point. I do think that the Steelers are going to win. <laughs> I just don't know how much offense we're going to get. That's the only thing. Like, I know they're going to put up points. Oh, I know the defense is going to put up points. It'll probably end 6-3 to three. <laughs> Steelers. You know, and it's fine. It's completely fine. You know what? I'll even give, I'll even give the defense a safety. Eight okay. to three, you know, so okay. it's no touchdown scored in this game. Win Steelers, bunch though. Of, I, I, yeah, win Steelers for both of us. I just don't think. Yeah, it's like yes. a blowout win by the Steelers, and yes. it's good that the Steelers like aren't really relying on another team <laughs> in their right. division. I uh, like the Browns. Um. Because last year, when they were relying on the Browns to make it into the playoffs, the Browns were like, eh, we're not going to win. We're just going to lose this game. Yeah, we don't really like y'all. <laughs> we're just going to give it away. Literally, that's what like Baker yeah. said in the press conference. <laughs> he said, when we saw that the Steelers won, we were like, oh, this game doesn't matter. Let's just lose. Yeah. But yes. <sighs> losing is just a trend for the Browns. They are going to be the only <laughs> franchise in this decade Ooh. without a winning season. Mm. Chanel. The Lions made it. One they, pride, baby. They did. One pride. They did. <laughs> they didn't look like decade. one pride this last <laughs> on Sunday. They didn't look like one pride. Hey, hey, hey. But Hey, hey, hey. We will talk about those Lions season. later. Yeah. But <laughs> right now we're on Believe Land, and I don't even know if it's Believe Land anymore uh, because oh, there's not much to believe in in Cleveland. So the Browns uh, lost to the Cardinals on Sunday, 38-24. to 24. And oh, jeez. I – didn't get this game uh, because I wasn't in Arizona. So I didn't have the pleasure of watching it live. However, mm. <laughs> I saw Jarvis Landry blow indication to me that Freddie Kitchens will be gone after <laughs> week 16. Oh, like, it, it's over. And oh, Lord, did it, did it get real? Did it get real? And there Keep were going. also reports... We talked about last week. We talked about Odell after every game, telling everybody, "Please, mm -hmm. at any cost, mm -hmm. come get me. Please, I want out of Cleveland. At any cost. At any at cost. At any cost. Now we have multiple players, Chanel, multiple, including Jarvis Landry, 
saying, please come get me. Please. I want Pretty out. Please. I want out. Will you come get me, please? Will you come get me, please? Listen, I just want to go home. <laughs> Jarvis would probably Man. go back to Miami, to be honest with you. But Listen, I think I think that this was such a terrible season for them. For one reason, Chanel. One reason, and it's Freddie Kitchens. One person. Mm. I think what we've seen, even if we look at the Steelers again, what we've seen from the Steelers is discipline from their coach. If they had a Freddie mm. Kitchens, they would be 0-16 this year based off of losing mm. Big Ben, losing James uh, Connor at one point, and losing Juju. I don't. I don't disagree with that. Can they, you imagine they, if Mike Tomlin had those weapons in Pittsburgh right Chanel, now? We, oh, we what? talked about this. We talked about this. If he had that defense, what? if he had those wide receivers, and even if he had Baker. I mean, even if he had Chubb. Like, how good is Chubb? My goodness, he might he might be putting on a case with the best running back in the league this year, right? Like, yeah. he is he puts that yeah. offense on his back every time. Like outside of that that Patriots game where he fumbled a few times, yeah, he has shown extreme consistency. Yes, Listen, on a terrible team, on a terrible team that relies on him. And then for the longest time, Freddie Kitchens is like, no, we're not going to run a play for him. We're just going to let Baker overthrow, underthrow. Miss wide open receiver. Miss wide open receiver. Miss, miss the best wide open, the best receivers to be wide open in the entire football. Like, and if, so, so listen. So Chanel, I think it's, I blame it all on Freddie Kitchens. You why, blame Freddie. why do you think that the Browns have had such a bad season this year? Because LeBron left. Oh, my um, God. And I, <laughs> How does LeBron and get brought I, up? Listen, I have been thinking about this. Okay, give me your thing. And, and listen, mm-hmm. when's the last time <laughs> LeBron brought a championship in 2016? That was their first championship, what, ever in, in one of the four major sports? In a long time? Yeah, okay. When LeBron leaves, Mm -hmm. they never had a winning season, right? Did they? I'm not, okay, I'm not, we're not doing this. Just make your point. We're not doing this, Chanel. I'm making my point, Kalea. (laughs) If LeBron was there, the Browns would be winning. It's really that simple. It's really that simple. He is the reason why Cleveland wins. He's the reason why anybody would have the audacity to live in Cleveland. Listen, it's bad because of LeBron. Secondly, you and this, he's the only secondly, reason why people want to live in Cleveland theory is annoying. Two. I'm taking you to Cleveland this summer. <laughs> We're going to Cleveland. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go to go for work. So I was, I, I'll talk to you offline. Yeah, you have to We're, going. We're going. We're <laughs> going. Listen. Secondly, this is all Freddie Kitchen's fault and probably Dan Gilbert's too somehow. Um, listen, I Dan Gilbert, how did yes. Danny get brought up in this? Because once again, <laughs> oh my god, he's the problem with the Cavaliers, and somehow that's trickling over to the Browns. This is Freddie Kitchen's fault. He's a terrible decision maker, right? Mm-hmm. He he he's supposed to have he was so first of all, he was selected because he's supposed to have this great relationship with Baker. 
but we haven't seen Baker get better. And it's not like a, okay, we expect it. We didn't really expect Baker to just skyrocket, right? We understand that there's a sophomore slump. But we also didn't expect Baker to just look bad at the beginning of the season and then look worse as the season progressed, right? Right. And that's what's happened. Like, if you have a developing quarterback, he's not supposed to look worse as the season progresses if you're supposed to be somebody who's developing him to become this better quarterback. Like, he has to show something to show that he's he's understanding the offense better. He's understanding where to put the ball, that, like, he's making better decisions. I can't blame it 100% on Baker. Some people will say it's Baker's fault because Baker sucks. And he does. But this coach was supposed but this coach was to make was supposed to make sure that he this didn't happen to him, right? Right, like, right. Baker's too young. Like quarterbacks are supposed to develop. He's just in his second year. He's just too young to take the blame. And Freddie isn't doing his job. He's not making good decisions. Um he's got all these weapons, and I feel like he's like this kid in a candy store where he's just like opening every candy jar and be like, oh, let's try this. Oh, let's try this. And it's like, are you actually evaluating if if that works, right? Or, or are you just like, this is fun. Like, I'm just playing a game. Like, if a kid in a candy store is just grabbing candy and he doesn't know if he likes it, it's pointless. This is Freddie. That's what Freddie Kitchens does. He just puts a whole bunch of stuff out there. And it's like, he doesn't really take notes on what what's supposed to happen next. Like, okay, you put this out there. Did it work? Oh, I don't know. Let's just try it again. It's stupid. It doesn't work. Um, so he has to go. And it sucks because they just paid him. They just yeah. got rid of this terrible coach before him and you. Yeah. And then you came in, you paid this guy because you're thinking, man, he's going to develop this quarterback. I've got all these great weapons. We, we should at least be a 500 team or above this season. And it's only up from there. But it's looking like it's only down from there because Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. have made it very clear. I want to win now. I don't have time to to wait around for a, an average quarterback to develop into a good one. Like you either show me something now or send me somewhere else because I got to take my shot as it comes. I'm not happy. Right. It was like, I was not happy in New York for years because they were relying on an old quarterback. And now I'm not happy here because you're relying on a new one. Just right. give me a developed franchise. And I just don't think it'll happen in Cleveland. So that's why. I put the blame on Freddie and whoever chose Freddie yeah. to come in and fix this because he's fixed nothing and yeah. he's made nothing better. Yeah, and he he has not made Baker better at all. And that is the way you win Super Bowls. My cousin always tells me this, and he coaches in the <laughs> NFL. The way you win Super Bowls is by having – an exceptional quarterback and who has amazing leadership skills. I, right. as, as a person, I would never, ever, ever, never. ever, ever. And my sister always tells me, do not use forever statements, but I would never, ever, <laughs> ever follow Baker Mayfield into a battle. Listen, and an exceptional quarterback doesn't necessarily right have to be this quarterback of all time, but one with great leadership skills who knows how to make the right decisions. Like when the pass isn't there, just don't pass it. Right. Right. Throw it right. Away. Right. Live for another play. That's what made Tom Brady such like, that's why people call Tom Brady the smartest quarterback of all time. Cause he's like, I'm not going to take a sack. I'm not going to force a pass. 
I'm just going to throw it away. Right. We'll get another. Our defense will get it back to us. He's able to trust his team and be smart enough to make that decision in the moment. And Baker's young. I get it. So he'll develop. But if it's with Freddie Kitchens, he's he'll not going to get develop. better. Yeah. He'll never develop because we we haven't seen it. So yeah, trouble in Cleveland. Lots of trouble. Lots of so trouble. So speaking of another person that was from Southeast Ohio, <laughs> Joe Burrow, he won the Heisman this past weekend. I know. Um, he start, He was a third-string quarterback um, down in, down in um, <laughs> Columbus <laughs> at, oh, 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 my God, at OSU. And say it. Just say at, it. At, at Ohio at State. At the Ohio then, State. And then he transferred to Louisiana State University, LSU, and got the starting job. He won the Heisman. He's a fifth-year senior, so he's like 23 years old. He won the Heisman by the largest margin of victory in Heisman history by tallying 841 first-place votes and 2,608 points. Um, and bested fellow finalist. The second place was... Um, Hurts, Jalen Hurts, and he had, I think, 12 first place votes. So not even close uh, to what Burrow had. This season, Burrow showed out. He produced 23 total touchdowns, just under 3,000 yards. He has a perfect 13-0 record with the LSU Tigers in the SEC, won an SEC championship over Georgia, and he has impressive wins against top teams like Bama, Georgia, all that great stuff. So there's been some debate about this. Mm-hmm. Did Joe Burrow deserve to win the Heisman by the largest margin in history? No. And <laughs> I, okay, so yes, I think he <laughs> deserved to win the Heisman. Okay, he, like you said, he had a great year. He had 23 touchdowns, 3,000 yards. Or just under 3,000 yards passing. And that's a good year. I mean... It's a, it's a very good year. I, I can't deny that that's a good year. His team is 13-0. For someone who, who didn't play, I mean, this guy just wasn't playing. Yeah. And he just came out with a vengeance, <laughs> it seems. Yeah. I mean, I can't also, deny that he should have won. Urban Meyer can recruit a freaking quarterback. My Man, God, listen... Jesus Urban, Christ. can you just come and be like a contracted recruiter for quarterbacks only? <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's all we want. That's My all we God. want. Is there, a, is there a quarterback that he's ever rec- that at Ohio State that just didn't look good? Like, no, I mean, just, well, you know, JT sometimes just looks suspect. But, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but JT had his moments where he was a really I mean, good quarterback. He did. He really did. And I mean. JT never won a national championship, but that is he true. still had the team in contention. But yeah. my yeah. God, I hate to give props to Urban Meyer, but can he recruit a quarterback? He can. He can. But I just don't think that he should Joe Burrow should have had the largest margin in history. I think yes. that it should have been a lot closer. I mean, Chase Young had a great year. Justin mm-hmm. Fields had a great year in his first year of playing a full season. Mm-hmm. And what can what can we not say about Jalen Hurts? Like, right. I, mm-hmm. I know Jalen Hurts won't take this, you know, to heart, but I would be disrespected if I was Jalen Hurts. And oh. I've shown 
consistency throughout my whole college career. Right. No, legit. Um, I don't disagree with that. I don't know if I agree that Jill Burrow deserved to win the Heisman. Um, there was someone uh, that that follows us on Twitter posted something that said, if Joe Burrow put up those numbers in the Big Ten yeah. or the Pac-12, would he have won the Heisman? And it's it's really a good question to ask because the college football world is so obsessed with the SEC as this mini NFL yeah. that it's like, oh my gosh, if Joe Burrow is doing this in the SEC, there's no question, right? He's the, he's the best quarterback and he should win by a landslide because who beats an Alabama defense and shreds Alabama defense the way that he did? Like, who just I mean, goes but that game was still record? close. Like that's, it was. That's it what was. annoys me about it was. that. Yes, he beat Alabama, but they won by like a touchdown. I can't remember right now, yeah. but it was it wasn't like they blew them out. Listen, I'm happy for Joe Burrow. I watched his speech and I could tell that he never thought that that day would come true. Like it's hard sitting on the bench for 3 or 4 years and then all of a sudden you're a starter and then you're winning the Heisman. Like I can't even imagine how surreal that is for him. I'm extremely happy for you, but I don't know. I don't think you deserve to win the Heisman. And I don't think you deserve to win the Heisman by the largest margin in Heisman history. Um, Especially considering that Jalen hurts had comparable numbers to Kyler Murray Mm -hmm. and Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. And they both won the Heisman, not by a landslide, <laughs> you know what I mean? And now, you know, this comes in. And my other theory is that, man, has college football been itching for a Joe Burrow, right? <laughs> They're so tired of these oh, black Chanel. <laughs> dual threat quarterbacks, right? They're so sick of them. Like, yeah, but I mean the only other one is I mean in the in the recent history is Kyler. I'm not what, disagreeing what with what the, you're saying, but oh, you Lamar's had a recent history. But you had Baker before. I'm talking no. about Heisman wins. I'm well, not talking about just in general. Let's, let's think about who Joe Burrow is compared to. Who Thomas Brady. Oh, okay? who cares? He is compared to Tom Brady. They listen. NFL world football fans consider Tom Brady the greatest quarterback of all time. Pocket passers are becoming obsolete. What is Joe Burrow? Like he can run. He's a better runner than Tom Brady ever was at any point in his career. But his strength is being an accurate pocket passer. That's what Joe Burrow is going to bring back. That's what people are pushing. He's going to be the number one pick. He's going to be great. They've been itching for a white man, a tall white man to step up and be and be this pocket passer and be in the SEC. Man, are they just wetting their pants over this guy? So whatever. Go ahead. Give him the Heisman. Because last white person to win the Heisman was what? Baker Mayfield. And people don't like him. Bad sportsmanship. 
too small, blah, blah, blah. But man, do people like Joe Burrow. People love an underdog white male story. And that's what Joe Burrow gave him. That's what Tom Brady gave him. Listen. And here we go. uh, Tom Brady is a completely different story than Joe Burrow. So I just want people to know that. Like. Well, they consider him an underdog story because of when he was where, taken in the yeah, draft. Yeah, and all that yeah, stuff, yeah. So. I, but it, yeah. in college, though, I mean, Tom Brady, there wasn't a national championship. Tom Brady right. won Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this winning the Heisman does not matter to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, Baker and Kyler haven't showed me that they are going to be great quarterbacks in this league. I have not Kyler's seen it. Some promise. Ky- Kyler's, Kyler's he he will some be promise. a good quarterback, but not a great quarterback. He's the, ne- he's the next Russell Wilson. So he will he's be a Wilson. good quarterback, not oh, a great quarterback. Until that's he re- not up for debate, but it will be, okay? <laughs> because I forget you just said that. Okay, that's fine. But... I think that Jalen Hurts will have a better career the way that football is trending now than Joe Burrow. It doesn't matter to me if you win the Heisman. It doesn't. I am concerned about how you come out in the NFL if you are the starter, how you play that first year and how you play that second year. And I also care if you're not the starter and then you get to become the starter the next right. year and how you acclimate to that. I don't care about Heisman's. I'm not like, oh, Russell Russell Wilson won the Heisman and he didn't, but I'm not I don't care. Like I can't tell right. you who won the Heisman before Baker. I, mean, I don't know. Reggie Bush won the Heisman. I mean they're they're Okay, well, I mean Reggie Bush almost lost a whole Super Bowl for the Saints. See, I, like I was I was agreeing with you. <laughs> oh, <Hilaire>. oh. <laughs> Okay, I take back the hostility in my voice. <laughs> All right. So, okay, agree. Heisman is a is a college, at the end of the day, agreed. It's a college award. And, you know. It's, we care about rings, Chanel. It's a good indicator that you may be good in the NFL. Um, but it's not a guarantee. And you're right. RG3 won the Heisman. He was rookie of the year. <laughs> and then he got hurt. And, you know, it all went downhill. Oh, so, we will RG3. see. Time... Will tell, but I do know Joe Burrow is older. He's 23. Mm-hmm. I think that he should be able to come into the NFL and be a starter immediately because of that. Um, and I think the same with Jalen Hurts. He'll be able to go into the league being a little older with a lot of experience and go straight into being a starting quarterback on a on a terrible team, which I think both of them will go to terrible teams. Um, and we will see. They will be compared for the rest of their careers because of this. Um, also, side note, sorry. If Tua wasn't injured, I think that Tua could have been in this in the, at that Heisman mm, awards ceremony, and he probably would have won, not Joe Burrow. I agree. So again, right. I Heisman's don't matter to me. Like it's just hardware that you put sure. in your house, and you get commercials when you know I college mean, football season and, and starts. Just like. Just like the NFL MVP has basically become a quarterback award, yeah. the Heisman has become a quarterback award. Yeah. Pretty much. Five yeah. straight years, the Heisman has gone to a quarterback. Um, so so let's do a, a real quick take. So that wraps up football for us. We'll talk a little bit more about some stuff a little bit later. But Clay and I are going to do a quick take on basketball. So James Harden 
Um, his first 24 games, he has a 60-point game, four 50-point games, 10 40-point games, eight, I mean... Um, four games even. with eight three-pointers. Four games with eight three-pointers, my goodness. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and, and three games with at least 20 free throws and seven double-doubles. The Rockets had an eight and nine... Are 18 and 9 in the Western Conference. They overcame a 25 point deficit to defeat the Spurs on Monday night. Is Harden making another case for a second MVP? No. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was a very quick take right there. But no, hey, you it. don't need to be down 25 points against the Spurs. All right? That's just first. Second, James Harden. There are four other people on the floor. Like, you guys shouldn't be 18 and 9, to be honest. You should be up there with the Lakers and, and well, with the Lakers at, like, 23 and 3, maybe. Something like that. But. Two MVPs. I don't. I No, I don't. I don't want. I don't personally want to see James Harden win another MVP. I don't think he is that. Is an MVP caliber player. I know it's a regular season award. I know all of those things. But I still think that you have to be – he's not valuable to his team. His team, all he does Mm. is get the ball, hold it for 20 seconds. If he doesn't think that he can make the shot, which is maybe 15% of the time, all he's going to do is lob it up to Capella. I don't don't care – a part of being valuable to your team is assists. Uh, you don't have – we don't have assists. We're not talking about his assists. We're talking about points and free throws and three-pointers. Mm. What do you think? <laughs> <sighs> this is uh, – yeah, no, thank you. Um, you know, this is this is hard for me because – what (laughs) and so I I too am one of those people who get irritated when James Harden is compared to Kobe Bryant because I don't think I know for a fact Kobe Bryant did not get nearly as many free throw attempts as James Harden like when you look at his field goal percentages in some of these games Mm -hmm. He literally built his points from attracting free throws. Now, there's debates about whether or not he's, you know, sacrificing the integrity of the game, all of that. I really don't care. He's come up with a very, you know, unique way of attracting the free free throw game, whatever, make it work. All that aside, he's averaging 38 points on 44% shooting, 35% from three-pointer, and 88% from free throw range. He's averaging, get this, seven and a half assists. Um, and he's averaging six rebounds. I want to know. I <laughs> When you, now, seven and a half assists, okay, that's a lot. But who is he assisting? Just Clint, Capella? Like, uh, I don't care. Has, I don't care. He also, he also has Eric Gordon. Listen. James Harden is in the conversation. I don't think 
I think he's making a case to be in the conversation for a second MVP based on those numbers and based on his performance and based on his importance to the team. He is so important to his team. I know what you're saying. Like you shouldn't be down 25 to the, the, the Spurs. I think, whatever. But he also means so much because they build the offense around him. Um, let's go to his fellow MVP, right? Um, in Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is averaging 22 points, 7.2 steals. So apparently they're both passing it to everybody. Eight rebounds. And that's 76%, I mean, no, sorry, 42% shooting. And get this, 22% from three, Kalea. That's Russell Westbrook is shooting 22% from three. Look, as much as you hate to admit, that sucks. Like, it, it just it <laughs> literally sucks because the Rockets rely on the three way too much for Russell Westbrook to shoot 22% from three. Yeah. So if he's not a factor, and then you've got Eric Gray needed to shoot the three, James Harden needed to shoot the three, he means so much to this offense, he has to be making a case for another MVP. I don't think he's my MVP pick right now. I've been consistent in saying that's Giannis for me. Um, but I do think Harden is making the case. Um I just want we will I just okay. want the MVP award to not be just the regular season. It needs to include the playoffs at this point. This is a different NBA. It's it's just different. It yeah. it has to it has to because James Harden can play this I, amazing in the regular season and then come to the playoffs, he's trash. I you I, shouldn't I disagree. Win it. You gotta keep those awards. You gotta keep those awards as regular season awards. Um and unless you make it to the finals and win, you can't get rewarded. You know? You just made it to the playoffs. I mean, you get those bonuses are nice. <laughs> bonuses are real nice. We make it to the playoffs, they get paid. I know. But you just don't get an award. I know. Um, so we will have all season to debate about the NBA. We obviously talk more about the NFL because it's it's a lot hotter right now and it's steaming up. Um, but we will have a long time to talk about the NBA. We're trying out some new stuff with what in the sports. So this segment went a little longer than maybe we would have liked, but it was a very good conversation. Um, and now to one of my favorite segments. You hate to see it or you love to see it. You so we're going to jump right in. And yes, oh, we're going to talk about uh, Dion Waiters, who has just been racking up headlines <laughs> in the past <laughs> like month. <laughs> So he received a six-game suspension for insubordination, Jesus. which is like I didn't even know you could get a, a, a suspension for insubordination in the NBA. I, I didn't know that um, because yeah. he called in sick, which I think most of us know. If we're going to call in sick to work, we need to not be in the public eye, right? Yes. And then he later posted a picture of himself on a boat. <laughs> Miami at this point is determined to move on from him. Chanel, do you hate it or you love it? It's two parts to this. Okay. Love, 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 love that Deion Waiters was enjoying himself on the boat in Miami. (laughs) I mean, come on. I want to be in Miami with you. (laughs) Right. And then you caught off sick. You are winning, sir. Um, (laughs) 
And then the other part is now Miami are determined to move on from him. I've been ready for Miami to move <laughs> on from him. Um, so love to see both of those. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm with you. I'm a hate it and I'm a love it. I just don't like when people call off work and then they go do something and post it on social media. It's like, if you're going to take the day, just take the day, but don't post it. That's that's just how mm-hmm. I feel. But I'm ecstatic that they are finally moving on from him. Why is Dion Waiters still on my the Miami Heat is the question. Ooh. Oh, my God. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Kansas is now... The new number one team in college basketball. Are we shocked? Do you hate it? Do you love it? <laughs> um, I, I just don't know how to feel about it. I feel like all of these college basketball teams are so average this year that they're just like letting whoever just take the throne. Like, okay, who won this week? Go ahead. We'll put you up there and give you a try at number one. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm kind of not liking college basketball so far this season. So I guess I hate it. Yeah, I don't. To be honest, like it hasn't college basketball hasn't kept my interest yet this season. And not at all. So I, I mean, don't care. And yeah. <laughs> I I just don't care right now. Like I need something to make yeah. me care. I know. And last year was so exciting as we had, you know, the Duke freshman. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it's, it's and so North cool. Carolina and it was so many good teams. But maybe we need to just get further in the season. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. So the Mamba was out directing traffic in L.A. after a car crash. I already know how you feel about this, but do you (laughs) hate it or do you love it? Oh, my gosh. I love this so much. How versatile (laughs) is Kobe Bean Bryant? I mean, is there anything that man can't do? He's got five children. And now he's just out there directing traffic in L.A. after a car crash. Like, go get your Oscar. Just go be a part-time police officer. <laughs> do whatever you want to do, Kobe. Make your money. Take care of your kids. Yeah, I love it. It's just great to see Kobe out here just helping, helping. <laughs> just helping. Like nothing just helping. else, just helping. Just helping. Just being of help. Just being of help. So, <laughs> Chanel, I can't remember, but I believe that I called this upset. By the Falcons. Ooh, you might have. The five and nine Atlanta yes. Falcons beat Struggling. the San Francisco 49ers with a last second touchdown by the one and only mm-hmm. Julio Jones. Love it or hate it. Listen, we talk all the time about teams in a Super Bowl funk. And at, man, has Atlanta been in a Super Bowl <laughs> funk since blowing a 28 to three lead (laughs) and my 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 was this such a big win for them to get over the Niners I mean I don't think I've seen Matt Ryan more excited (laughs) since maybe making it to the Super Bowl and winning the MVP a few years ago so love to love to see this and I hope this means next season we're gonna see the Falcons be the Falcons again because they've got too great a fan base and too good of weapons down there to be mediocre like they've been the last couple years I loved it. I think I, I we're going to have to rewind the tape, but I I think I called that one. So I just love it. I just love it. Uh, does Jante Murray and James Harden just pushing each other around on the court when they played? Listen, love it or hate it? I loved it. It's, <laughs> look, people ask me, you know, like, 
how do you how do you stay engaged in the NBA season? You know. <laughs> <laughs> throughout like the 82 games. And I'm like, fights. I love to see fights. And DeJounte Murray, by the way, pushed Harden and then he like the ref comes and he starts pointing at him. Like it was his fault. Like he po- <laughs> it was hilarious. Loved it. James Harden balled up his, he had the, Ar- the Arthur fist. Like he was about to do something and he didn't. Loved it. Loved it. James Harden isn't going to do anything. <laughs> this man dated a Kardashian. He doesn't have the fight in him. Uh, <laughs> our Detroit Lions well really your Detroit Lions I don't care for them Oh God. but on Sunday they played Tampa Bay and they just took a pan of the stadium like every normal game oh my god and this stadium was so empty Chanel I went back to work on Monday and I worked you know right around the corner from Ford Field Streets were clean, you know, no signs of a game on Sunday. Do you love it or you hate it? Man, I hated this, <laughs> especially since they were playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, in the first half, Jameis Winston had like 300 yards and three touchdowns. In the first half, they were talking about on TV that he he could be on track to have the most passing yards by a quarterback in one game in NFL history. Like, are you kidding me? Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston. Like, you you let him. Jameis? Like you made him look like a prime Aaron Rodgers? Are you kidding me right now? That's why nobody's in the stadium. Sell the team, Ford. Sell the team. Please give us some hope. God. Uh, so I've gone to... I, I reference my cousin a lot. He's coached a lot of teams, okay? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's the NFL. But uh, he had a little stint with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so when he would come to Detroit, this is like a typical game that they play. When he mm. uh, would come to Detroit, we would go to the Tampa Bay game when I was younger. That was like the one game we would always go to. And to be honest with you, Chanel, this is not surprising to me. Um I, I don't love it. I don't hate it. I'm just indifferent. The Lions are terrible again. And this is just, like, nobody needs to be paying to go watch them get destroyed by Tampa Bay. Yeah. But, you know, we had a winning season in this decade, so. That is very true. You can yeah. say that. <laughs> you can say that. I can't. Uh, the Kings and the Thunder are almost uh, 500 teams sitting at the 7 and 8 spots. You love it or you love hate it. it? I love it, especially the Kings, because they've been playing without Marvin Bagley and without that, that fast kid, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Um, so I love that. And then good for CP3, because everybody thought he went to OKC to die, pretty much. You know, like... I did. Just play out <laughs> your contract. You're never going to make the playoffs. Like, you know, whatever. But he may be putting on a case to be like, hey, I still got some good years left in me. Any big, you know, free agents out there, Giannis or somebody, come play for this young team with a great point guard and let's make a run at it or something. I don't know. So we'll see. I love it. I personally love what uh, Luke Walton is doing in in Sacramento. I think he's a great coach for young players. Um, So I'm excited to see how they integrate uh, De'Aaron and Marvin back into the lineups and see where they go this year 
The yeah. Thunder, I need to see more. That's I, fair. I just need to see more. <laughs> they they remind me of that that Clipper. I mean, and this makes sense because they took a lot of the Clippers players, but they remind me of that Clippers team last year. Just like just this hardworking, grinded out team with great chemistry, you know? I agree. Um, the Blazers and the Timberwolves and the Spurs are all uh, five to six games below 500. Love it or hate it. Oh, my God. This is terrible for the Blazers because, come on, you were really supposed to be something, especially now that, like, Steph and Clay <laughs> stopped you every time, right? And now Steph and Clay aren't even playing, and you still can't you still can't get it. So that sucks. The Timberwolves, you know, whatever. No one really. I mean, they really need to break up the band because they're not doing anything. And then the Spurs, I really hate to see that because Greg Popovich. I mean, the dominance that he's had over just you know having winning seasons as a coach. I don't know. But if this if this continues. I think this is Greg Popovich's last year as a head coach. I don't think he's going to keep going down with the team, you know. Yeah. I I hate it because I think it's his last season. I don't think he's mm. coming back next year. I think this is it for him. And mm. um, it's just going to be a sucky way to watch him go. Uh, yeah. And I, I hope that he gets some wins in here and that they start to win for him because they they see it as well. But, I mean, Timberwolves, not shocked. Uh, <laughs> Derrick Rose is balling out on the Pistons. You probably shouldn't have got rid of him. And then the mm-hmm. Blazers, I just never really believed in them in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. Just the way that, like, they barely squeak out wins last year against like the thunder and other teams so mm-hmm. i'm not shocked damian lillard is good but he hasn't shown that he's that good i mean but after this playoff run he had you know i mean obviously they got swept by the warriors and that was not a good look for damian lillard um especially considering they had got swept i think by the pelicans yeah of a year a year, a, before. A year before that or something yeah. Oh, my God. It was terrible. I don't think Damian Lillard conditions well. Just going to put that out there. Well, I just think Damian Lillard had a great playoff run until he met up with the Warriors. And that's why I said, like, to me, Steph Curry and the Warriors have always been his kryptonite because people are like, who's better, Damian Lillard or, or Steph Curry? And it's like Steph Curry, right? But then Damian Litter does something amazing, and you're like, man, that guy has it. He has something. I don't know. So we'll see what happens, but he's going to – I think he's going to get better. I think this team will get better, and they'll make the playoffs. But right now, I hate to see them losing the way they do. Yeah. That they are. Um, But they also lost a lot of rotation pieces. That's true. Um, this past season. That's true. I mean, I thought yeah. them getting rid of Seth was a bad idea, but. Me too. I mean, they, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I hate to see that. Um, Luca is out two weeks with the ankle sprain, which this same ankle sprain happened to uh, Porzingis two years ago in the same arena. So, love mm. it or hate it. I hate it because I really like Luca. I really like Luca. Like he is 
he is a smooth player. So I hope he, I hope the Mavs take their time, first of all, because this team can make some noise in the playoffs. And so if you have to sacrifice a few games here and there for, for to make a run later, do it. So I hope that they handle this the right way. I agree. But I hate to see it. Yeah, I hate to see it too. Uh, he is having a great season so far. Um, the Mavs, they're just – I, I feel like they're just the ender of streaks. They just end streaks. Mm. Uh, they snapped the Bucks' 15-game winning streak, even though Giannis had 48. Love it or hate the it. The freak. Um, I kind of hated it because I'm I'm slowly but surely becoming a Giannis fan. Oh, um, my gosh. And, man, do they really need to get Giannis a playmaker. Like – but they won't because who wants to go to Milwaukee? <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I think Milwaukee could very well lose again before they make it to the finals or before they make it to the Eastern Conference finals. It's possible because they are working Giannis to death. Like this man has to do everything for this team. And I just think they're making a case for him to be like, you know what? Can't do it. Got to go. I just got to go. And people are saying he may he may find himself in San Francisco. <laughs> and if he finds himself in San Francisco, oh. it's over. <laughs> what, did, what did Vince Carter say at the end of that epic dunk contest? It's over. Over. Uh, y'all thought it was over when KD came? Nah. Oh, it's over. Man. This is young LeBron, okay? Giannis is young LeBron with a worse jump shot, but still, <laughs> it doesn't matter if he goes to the Warriors because they got all the jump shots. I would so. hate to see that, to be honest with you, oh, uh, because nobody needs to be added to that team <laughs> when <laughs> Steph and Clay come back. No one needs to be added. That's all I want to say about and. that. But I love to see uh, the Mavs and this streak, and that's just because – you know they brought gave a loss to the Lakers, so I don't. Yeah, I don't really want to see the Bucks continue to win and the Lakers uh, lose. So, oh, Josh Gordon was suspended for the sixth time for PED use, and mm-hmm. I remember saying a couple weeks ago, I don't know why Bill Belichick got rid of him. Right. Now I know. Uh, Everybody is swallowing their tongues now. (laughs) Uh, So love it or hate it? Hated it, especially because I'm picking the Seahawks to go to the Super Bowl. Jesus, come on. You couldn't hold it together. You you literally play the sport with the shortest season. You couldn't hold it together. Come on, man. God, you could have went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, he already went to, he already, I guess he did win a Super Bowl. You know? No, I don't know. Cause remember no. he didn't play. Right. He left true. the team. Uh, right. Yeah. Listen, hated to see this. And I know we talked about this earlier about who our contenders are in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Him now being gone is, is giving me pause now to be like, ah, he's actually really important to that offense. Yeah. He's he become is. really important to that offense because Josh Gordon has shown you with a couple catches that you got to guard him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Russ and Russ. And if you don't, Russ is going to find him. Yeah. Um, so I uh, hated this. Yeah. I hated it, too. I won because 
I was starting to believe in Josh Gordon and this happens again and just shows how in control Bill Belichick of is of his team. So that was annoying right. as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ohio State, the Ohio State University is ranked higher than Michigan in football and basketball. Hated it. No explanation needed. Loved it. And that needs no explanation as well. LeBron, oh, just unload management. If I'm healthy, I'm playing. Love it I'm or hate playing. it. Listen, I went back and forth with this. Where was this energy, LeBron, when you were in a Cleveland Cavaliers uniform, sitting out games and people were criticizing you? And now it's all of a sudden, if I'm healthy, I'm playing. Of course you're saying that now. Now that y'all winning. Now that you don't have the the all the full low, offensive low and defensive low on you. Now that you're playing with a top five player in the NBA. If I'm healthy, I'm playing. Yeah, because you don't have to carry as much as you did before. Don't try to act like you're Kobe Bryant now. Kobe Bryant, okay, was... 50 years old. Kobe Bryant was 50 years old playing on his last leg. Kobe Bryant came back into a regular season game and shot free throws to ice the game for his team on a torn Achilles tendon. I recall that you wouldn't come back in a finals game because you got a cramp. So let's not act like you're just sitting up here making all these decisions like, yeah, if I'm healthy, I'm playing. You know what this was? This was shade. This was shade towards Kawhi Leonard. And I am here for it, 100%. But be bold about it. Don't try to act like you all of a sudden against load management. You just throwing shade against Kawhi because he stole your cookies in the first game of the season and you got to go get them back on Christmas Day. <sighs> Whatever, I really Chanel. needed that. Whatever. I really I, and I gave that. that to you. I didn't say a single <laughs> thing. I just, I know you need your LeBron rant. One time an episode, and you got it twice, basically, this time around because you wanted to talk about LeBron and Cleveland and blah, 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 blah. Well, I also brought up Dan Gilbert. Yeah, you did, but <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I I loved it, personally. Uh, I of think course. that – whatever. I think that LeBron is starting to realize that he's not going to be playing basketball much longer and he needs to just play. And he knows that – he has Kawhi and Paul George on his heels, and he has an opportunity with Steph and Clay being injured this year. And I think mm-hmm. this is the only time like they can win. So I just think he knows, and I loved it. He knows that it's time. So our last love it or hate it goes to Drew Brees breaking Drew Brees. the all-time touchdown record with 540 touchdowns. Love it or hate it. I love this. But you know what? Like, you know, you broke the record. You you got it from Peyton. But, like, are him and Tom Brady just going to keep trading off these last couple games of the season and we're going to keep having to celebrate both of them? <laughs> like, come on. One of you just give it up. Happy for both those guys, especially Drew, because Drew's a little bit less talked about. Um, he's got the one Super Bowl, one of the most consistent quarterbacks in NFL history. Drew's a good guy, gave kisses to his family when he broke the record. Yeah. So happy for you, Drew. Yeah, I loved it. 
I don't think that's a surprise, but I loved it. Uh, of course. And I'm happy for him. I hope he I hope he keeps the record, but we'll see. Like you said, him and Tom are just going to be trading off for the <laughs> these last few <laughs> games, and we'll see how it goes next year, whoever decides right. to retire first. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's <sighs> – that was great to watch yesterday, just destroying the Colts. <laughs> Man, oh, piece great, by piece. Great game, great game. But that wraps <laughs> up our uh, love to see it or hate to see it segment. So yeah. we are going to jump right in to Might Have to Fight. me the ball no i don't recall what you said or what you mean i know i'm a black queen make it make sense you're getting intense and defensive but i like when you think i'm right if you don't then we're gonna be fine but we might have to fight 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 we might have to fight you might have to fight me hey we might have to fight might have to fight might have to fight might have to fight so, hey, Chanel, well, what are we fighting about this week? We got you to. We went to a probably. I do think that we should address potential spy gate number two. Okay. So, if you have not heard, maybe been under a rock, <laughs> the Patriots getting caught with their hands in the cookie jar yet again. There is an independent contractor that was hired by the Patriots um, as a videographer to go to the Cincinnati Bengals game and record them. Now, it is allowed to send a person to, right, and it is, is allowed for an NFL team, right, to send a person to the games, but they are not supposed to record. Um, there was a Cincinnati person that saw him. He had on like his Patriot stuff and it's heard on video. This videographer saying, I can just delete this right now and we can forget all about it. And the guy goes, the damage is already done. And he's like, no, it's not. If I delete it right now. Nobody gets hurt. Basically in summing up the words. So video was confiscated and that video was released to the public this past week. And now the NFL is under investigation. Roger Goodell says that he wants to move quickly on a decision about this. This is particularly upsetting to a lot of people because obviously the Patriots in the past have been um, caught doing the same thing. That's the original Spygate was about this exact same thing um, back in, what, 2007? Yeah. And then, of course, we had the infamous Deflate Gate where 11 out of 12 of the footballs when they played the um, Indianapolis... No, no, no. It was before the Colts. Um, was it? Was it the Indianapolis Colts, I think? Yeah. They were, they were under ball pressure um, and that was caught up that they were convicted for that. So now it's like, have you learned nothing? Um, so we will debate 
Are the Pats guilty again? And what should be the punishment? You want to start? Sure. Um, <laughs> as someone who has worked football games, you know, being a videographer on the field, up in the press box, you know, doing all those types of things, you have to abide by the rules. Like, there are so mm -hmm. many issues that come about when you don't abide by the rules for your team and for whoever hired you or for the network that you work for, anything, any of those types of things. I think that they're guilty. I don't, I don't think them saying this was a hired independent contractor. Well, who hired him? The Patriots had to know mm -hmm. who hired him, who sent him, all of those things. You can't mm -hmm. tell me that maybe Robert Kraft didn't know, okay? Just right. maybe he didn't know. But you can't tell me that Bill Belichick didn't know. He is the one who's going to look at this tape. Maybe he's not the one that's going to look at the tape, but maybe one of his coaches is going to look at the tape. You can't tell mm -hmm. me that he does not know what is going on with the rest of his coaching staff. Yes, mm -hmm. I think they're guilty. The, the evidence, we can clearly see it on the video that was released on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just think that they're guilty, and I think that – I don't know. I don't know – to be honest with you, Chanel, they've done so many things. I don't know what the punishment should be at this point mm -hmm. for for yeah. this, for doing it again. Mm -hmm. So I'm not – I don't know. I think whatever it is won't be enough because we've seen the NFL. They have two extremes. They do too much or they do too mm -hmm. little. So I don't – I think it's going to be on the side of too little and we're all going to be upset with the punishment. But I don't know what right. the punishment should be. Right. You know what? This is, listen, obviously I'm a Patriots fan, so there's a little bias there. Um, so, yes, the Patriots, 100%, it looks like they're cheating yet again. They they got caught cheating. That's, that's undeniable, whether you're a Patriots fan or not. Please do not be blindsided by that fact. The fact that, like Kalea mentioned, that this is a person who was hired by the team, whether he's an independent contractor or not. Somebody sent him there. Somebody told him to record. He says on the video, I didn't know. I didn't know. No, you were, you were sent here to do a specific thing. And we need to know who told you to do that. Now, here's where this is just perplexing to me. Mm -hmm. Like, he's apparently in a press box in full view of not just the media, but also Bengals staffers who who were sitting directly in front of him. So it's like you're doing something illegal in plain sight with a with Patriots uniform on. Like, I mean, not a Patriots uniform, but like Yeah, a, a jacket, yeah. What? Yeah. What? Like, I it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't think Belichick is that stupid. Like, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around Belichick knowing that this is this was going to happen. And then also doing it for this team. Like I'm not doubting that hey, this may have happened this may have happened, you know, at other times of the season and this is when they got caught. I'm not denying that either. But come on. They're 1 in 12. It's it's so hard to 
just wrap my brain around. Like, for someone who's considered the smartest coach in NFL history, one of the most consistent franchises in NFL history, and you have the smartest quarterback, right, to ever play the game, to be this stupid. You know what I mean? Like, literally players talk about, like, Belichick holds his card so close to the chest that when coaches leave, they don't even, they don't even, under him, they don't, they don't even, they aren't even successful because they can't, they can't emulate what, what Belichick has created because his football mind is just so advanced. Yeah. There are players who say like, when I played for Belichick, I felt like I was getting a PhD in football because like, that's how great his brain is. So it's just, it's just hard for me to believe. It's not that I don't believe it. It's just hard for me to believe. Um, with that, what should the punishment be? So in 2007, they were given um, a million-dollar fine, and also they were docked a first-round pick. Oh, I don't, I'm sorry. We don't know the fine. It was it said a levy hefty fines on both Belichick and the team, and then first-round picks. Um, honestly, with the history of this team, if it's proven – that Belichick has something to do with this, a coach on the Patriots has something to do with this, a player has something to do with this, it should be extreme. Like, to the point where they take maybe some wins, wins. away. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, you can't continue. Obviously, look, Belichick loses a pick, right, in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do in 2007, <laughs> Right. Right. Goes on and wins three more right. championships. <laughs> right. Like, it doesn't Like, it it's doesn't not a punishment. Matter. It's not a punishment. It's not a punishment. You find him a million dollars. Okay. He's a multimillionaire. Right. right? You Robert find Kraft probably gave him that million dollars right back. <laughs> Tom Brady is a multimillionaire. He got fined for Flategate. He got benched for four games and still went on to, this, to win a Super Bowl that same year. <laughs> And then Jimmy Garoppolo goes on to a whole new team, gets a max contract, and now is balling, and Belichick gets credit for that. Like, nobody's even talking about Deflategate anymore. Everybody's talking about how they won a championship. Not only did they win a championship that year, Robert Goodell had to hand over, <laughs> the, hand over the, like, the Super Bowl trophy to them. Like, you literally have to send a message, right? Yeah. You cannot continue to let this team be so great while also letting them cheat in plain sight. Because if it's true that Belichick knew and he sent them in there with Patriots paraphernalia on in front of executives that play that, that know exactly what's going on. That is bold. That is a complete like statement of like, yeah, catch us if you want. It won't matter what you do because we're still going to win a championship. Now, the last time, like I said, Deflategate, what happened when Deflategate happened? What happened when Spygate happened? Those are both years that they went on to win a Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Let's think about that. Yeah. They are about, they are a struggling team and everybody's talking about how this may be it for them. They're still probably going to end the season 13 and three, 12 and four. They're going to have a first round bye. And they can be in contention to go to yet another Super Bowl. So you really have to send a message and hit this team where it hurts because they continue to show we cheat. We're talked about as cheaters. And then we do something amazing and it doesn't matter. We do something amazing, like come back down from 28 to three 
or we win another Super Bowl with a 41-year-old quarterback and everybody's talking about how dominant we are and not how we're cheaters. Yeah. I I agree. It has to be extreme. I I think the only thing that would matter to them is wins. Is them right. vacating exactly. some wins. I think that's mm-hmm. that's it. Because even the year that, like you said, nobody talks about the Flakegate, nobody talks about the original Spygate. So you don't even get an asterisk saying Spygate. They cheated. No. Like you don't even get that. So no. what's if I know that I can cheat or I can lie or whatever, I'm going to do it again. And I'm not right. afraid of the consequences because I know, right. oh, we're just going to go on and win another Super Bowl. I right. believe you made a good point. I believe that this has been going on for the whole season. I just think mm-hmm. that this is where they got caught because right. Cincinnati turned around and was like, what is he doing? Like right. that. <laughs> But, Chanel, when I look at that video, he is not aimed at the field. He is aimed at that sideline. Sideline. So, I believe. Watching the hand signals. Yes. So, I Watching believe that Belichick or or whoever, I'm, I'm not going to say Belichick. I'm going to say, like, the offensive coordinator or somebody like that is not confident in something in that Patriots team. And so, they mm-hmm. need to collect evidence on all the other teams that they're playing to figure out how to beat them. Because you're right. Why would you do that for the Cincinnati Bengals? But you would do something like that if you were afraid that you were going to lose, which could happen. Like, I'm not – Right. I wouldn't be shocked if it didn't. Right. Any given week you can lose. Here's the thing that we can wrap up on. In 2007 – when, deflate, uh, when the original Spygate happened, Bill Belichick had a press conference when the team was finally disciplined, and they were asking him questions. He was like, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure to be more careful, all that stuff. He was getting pretty heated. And then he goes, here's the kicker. Then he goes, anybody can take watch that game, take their cell phone, any fan in there s- sitting behind that sideline can take their cell phone and record the same thing that I just did, like the, the same thing that we did, like, He was like, anybody can do that. Like millions of people, like thousands of people are in that stadium. Anybody can do it, right? And here's the thing about it. It's true, right? It's completely true. It's still against the rules. right? And so to me, that says, what's the big deal? Because everybody sees it anyway. Like whether I pay a fan to do it for us or... I actually send somebody in my in a in in Patriots paraphernalia who we hired to do it for me. So what? Like everybody sees it anyway. It's just that a fan doesn't care. Fans just drunk having fun at the game. Right. But I'm there to actually pick up some signs and notes about what's going on in this game. And the challenge is I can't be at the game because I'm coaching. So I'm gonna send somebody else to go get the information for me. Otherwise, I would do it myself because anybody can do it. Um which I don't disagree with that point. No, me either. But like you said, it's still against the rules, right? Like you said, it's like he found a loophole. Like anybody can do it, you know. Right. And anybody can do it. And I'm Bill Belichick, yeah. and you're not going to discipline me, <laughs> right? The way that you would discipline Freddie Kitchens or Mike Tomlin or Shanahan, anybody else, you're not going to discipline me like that. So yeah, I just hope that right. it is swift. Like he's saying it's going to be. Mm-hmm. 
So that's our We Might Have to Fight segment. We agreed on, on some of it, but overall, man, what a mess in New England. And that all happened, and yet Tom Brady tweeted, you know, if me and Lamar were competing <laughs> a 40-yard dash and he wore rollerblades, who you got on a grass field? <laughs> so they are extremely unbothered. Um <laughs> Just real quick, there was some more Twitter fingers happening with Antonio Brown over the weekend as well. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we won't go into it. You just have to go and be entertained. He's probably the most entertaining tweeter. um, He has time, space and opportunity, space and opportunity, space and opportunity. But at least 20 teams are interested in signing a B. We just want to do a quick take, Kalea, Mm -hmm. to a B be back in the league. Yes. Which team? Uh, probably the Patriots. <laughs> the Patriots? They, the Patriots need him. I also, I said this earlier, but the Seahawks. I think the Patriots ah. are the Seahawks, especially yes. with what just happened with Josh Gordon. We can yes. tell that Pete Carroll is not shy of uh, accusations or allegations or any of that stuff. So if he's not, nope. take him. Listen, pick him up. I agree. AB should be back in the league. I agree. The Patriots probably the Patriots need him the most, yeah. but it would be most exciting if he were in a Seahawks uniform or even a Saints uniform. Ah, yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that wraps up our, we might have to fight segment. Yes. I love that segment. I love I know, all our segments. I know. You do. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're moving on to another one. That's still like you said, we love it. It's our predictions. Yeah. So we're coming down to the end. Uh and we're just gonna go quick on our NFL predictions. Um let's let's just start this off. The Bucks are playing the Texans. Who you got? Now I put I put this game here for a reason. I know you do. Because <laughs> because listen, the Bucks have no no reason to be um, to even be a part of our predictions because they're not <laughs> making the playoffs. Um, but let me just quickly go over Jameis Winston's stats. stats this <laughs> He has 4,573 passing yards and 30 touchdowns. There are two games left in the regular season. Let's say he splits them and gets 250 passing yards each of those last two games. That means he will have a season with over 5,000 passing yards. And he already, Kalea, has 30 touchdowns and probably like 30 interceptions too. But listen. <laughs> one for one. Thing I saw, <laughs> the other thing I saw was that Jameis Winston, against his first five games, um, no, first five years in the league, 81 interceptions, Peyton Manning, First five years in the league, 100 interceptions. Get that. Wow. And this man is putting up so many. So, listen, Jameis Winston is an accident waiting to happen. I completely (laughs) understand that. He turns the ball over at the most inopportune times. But he lit it up in Detroit. And I understand it was Detroit. But the Texans better watch out. And I might be taking famous Jameis for this game. Oh, wow. Famous Jameis. Wow. Against the Texans, they are going to end the season as a plus 500 team, and James is going to get them. Wow. I did not expect you to go against your little brother. 
Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson, my little yes. But I'm yeah. taking Deshaun. I don't care about any of those stats for Jameis. We're talking about <laughs> Jameis Winston. Like, I, I don't care. You said Peyton had more interceptions in his first five years. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Peyton was throwing interceptions <laughs> like they were touchdowns in his last few years. So I'm not shocked at all. I'm taking the Texans. <laughs> um, fair enough. Fair enough. That'll be a fun one to watch, though, now that it will we be. took opposite teams. Uh, yeah. Bill's Pats. Who you got? The Pats, are, the Pats should win. Yeah. The Pats should win. I mean, the Bills are good, but I think the Pats – that defense is just too good. I think they're going to lock up the Bills' offense. I think it'll be a low-scoring game, mm-hmm. and I think defense will get the Pats at least seven, maybe ten, and then Tom Brady is good for another ten. So I think they'll win like twenty to thirteen or something crazy. Yeah, I'm picking the 10. I'm picking the Pats. Uh, <laughs> the Bills have no chance. Um, <laughs> Rams Niners. Ooh, this is this is gonna be good because the Rams are still gonna try, even though, you know, it's looking really, really slim for them. But the Niners better watch out, okay? Because they lost that game, and if they lose this game, they lost that game against Atlanta. And if they lose this game, they're gonna be going into the Seahawks game in some trouble. So a lot of watch trouble. Out. A lot of trouble. I am picking the Niners. I don't I don't believe in the Rams. That's fair. Um Saints Titans. <laughs> the Titans really need to win, but the Saints are gonna win. Yep, Saints all the way. Cowboys, Eagles. Who fly Eagles fly <laughs> on a road to victory. Eagles. The Eagles winning this game. We gonna be in Philadelphia. The Eagles going to the chip. No, they're not. But they <laughs> are not. going to win. They are going to win this game. And they are going to make the playoffs. Book it. Okay. I got the Cowboys. I'm going with America's team. Um, Zeke's going to eat on Sunday. <laughs> Feed Zeke. <laughs> uh, Packers-Vikings. Oh, goodness gracious. This is going to be good. This, Yeah. This is going to be really, really good. And I got to take Kirk Cousins. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, Even I with Dalvin? Those, I never thought those words would leave it. Dalvin's not going to play? Well, I don't I don't know yet. But he was All hurt. Right. He was hurt. Okay. So, so, so pending. But yeah. I'm taking Kirk and Stephon Diggs and that defense. Wow. I'm picking the Packers. We are really right. like we write these down, Chanel. Right. <laughs> wow, I can't believe you just picked Kirk. Yes, I feel like that goes against like everything about you to pick a, a, a Michigan State. <laughs> it does. It legitimately does. Um, moving on to college football. So we got a lot of bowl games kicking off this weekend, which is exciting because it was kind of a you know a little boring. College football weekend last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Appalachian State, which is ranked 20, um, versus UAB. Who you got? Um, I'm going to go Appalachian State because they've had a really good season. Mm-hmm. They're like 12-1. and one, yeah. And they upset Michigan one year, so they've got to <laughs> win. 
All right. I'm 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 picking them, too. Uh, I've never watched the Appalachian State game. I'm just going to put that out there. But yeah. this will be the first weekend that I do. So that'll be exciting to watch a new team. And then um, Boise State, Washington. Boise State's number 19. Yeah. Um, I think Washington, though, will pull this out. Hmm. I think Washington always has a, a really solid defense, and they play really hard. I think Boise State is going to come in thinking that they're better and then get punched in the mouth. <laughs> huh. I'm going to pick Boise State just because you picked Washington. That's it. <laughs> There's no real reason. <laughs> On Because our real predictions don't start until <laughs> – Yes. Yeah. So, on to the NBA. In a bit. Eh. Jimmy Butler is returning home, well, a temporary home, to Philadelphia. Philly, Philly. So. Dilly, dilly. It's <laughs> dilly, dilly. <laughs> he, Sixers, who you got? I'm going to take the Sixers. Okay. Okay. I'm picking the Heat. If JoJo the- doesn't play, because he's been whatever, who knows? JoJo doesn't play, the Heat will win. But if JoJo plays, the Sixers will win. Okay. I'm picking the Heat. I believe I believe in them. I believe in them. They're about to drop Dion Waiters. Like, they are turning over a new <laughs> A whole new league. <laughs> um, Celtics Mavericks. Whew, this is going to be a good one, but no Luka. So yeah. I'm taking the Celtics. Yeah, same. I'm, t- I'm taking the Celtics. If... Luca was playing, I was taking the Mavs. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this is going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. So, he's, I don't really know if he's the king of the East. Chanel calls now. him the king of the East, whatever. The free! Against the king, King James. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Bucks are playing the Lakers. <laughs> She had a look. She had a hood rat hole to it too. She like the king, and and you know how they put like their, their faces, their paws, whatever. And they like keep talking, whatever. <laughs> Bucks Lakers, who you got? Man, the Lakers are gonna win. <laughs> and it's because it's because like Giannis <laughs> is like carrying this team on his back, and they have the best defensive player in the league, and. Anthony Davis, and then they have LeBron James. So it does yeah. not matter. It's just not. It's not going to matter. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I'm. But it's, I think it's going to be closer than we think. If it's, yeah. if it's going to be closer, Giannis supporting cast needs to step up. But uh, Giannis is going to be like compromised. They are going to go after him with everything. Yeah, I'm picking the Lakers. I yeah. think I think you knew that though. Uh, Clippers, Rockets. Who you got? This is going to be a really good game. Um, this is they. These two teams traditionally have just beef with one another. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. The Clippers have been suspect as of late, losing games that they shouldn't lose. But then the Rockets are always suspect. <laughs> <sighs> I'll take the Clippers. I'll take the fun guy. I'm taking the Clippers as well. <laughs> hey. Just had to throw that in there for you. 
Um, and that's the end of our predictions, actually. So some exciting NBA games. Um, of mm-hmm. course, NFL is always exciting and the start of bowl season. So yes, it should be another good weekend in sports. It shall. So on to one of our final segments. She got game. Hey-o. So you guys know Chanel and I love tennis. So, the WTA Player of the Year was announced, and it is Ashley Barty. Yay, Ashley! A young 23. Um, She actually once quit tennis, and then she returned to the game, and she is lighting it up. She has a great year. She really did. And for clarification, she quit tennis to go play cricket. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Which like, is what? like, okay. <laughs> what is, what do you, what do you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. She was the first Australian to win the French Open since Margaret Court, which was great to watch. Um, and then mm-hmm. she won 57 mm-hmm. matches this year, more than any other player, which says a lot. And it does. I enjoyed watching her play this year. Did you? Same. I mean, in those young players, like, they play like every tournament yeah (laughs) like we've gotten so accustomed to like seeing Serena in just like the big four that we forget how often these players actually go out there and play and yeah good for her she's on a tear she's really good she is she's really she reminds me of a young Kerber you know like Mm. like super powerful when Kerber was a lot more be able to be fluid you know, with her movements and stuff. And then she started to suffer some injuries and, and obviously would look compromised at times out there. Yeah. But, yeah. But she, man, she's really good. Yeah. I, I am so excited to watch Barty and to watch keys. And I mean, Sloan sometimes when she comes out ready to play in a tournament, um, yeah. you know, she's Osaka, her hubby, her, her, <laughs> her hubby fiance, her fiance, Osaka, Coco, like I am so excited. It's gonna be great to continue watching tennis. So congratulations to Barty for winning the WTA Player of the Year. That is a big accomplishment, um, mm-hmm. especially at twenty three years at old. 20, yeah. So congrats, congrats, and keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep going. We can't wait to so- can't wait to watch you. Yes, and maybe who knows? Let's see if you uh, defend your French Open this year. See yeah. how you do in Australia. So yeah, excited. Um, so on to our last segment. Congratulations. You played yourself. Losers Whoa. of the week. Chanel. <laughs> loser or losers of the week. So you can start first. You can go first this week. Because I think I went first last oh, week. My gosh. <sighs> Listen. The loser of the week is Dion Waiters. I mean, we have to be very honest with ourselves. Oh, what's happening here? This guy has been injured, right, for a while. People have been waiting for him to come back. I don't know why. I don't know which people, but he does have fans in Miami. He has fans, whatever. Dion Waiters at one point said he was unguardable and one of the best players in the league. Okay, you have extreme confidence. You've been living in Miami for years now. The South Beach life is not new to you. 
And yet, <laughs> you still <laughs> find a need to call off sick and get on a boat. Like, that is unacceptable. I can see if you just moved to Miami and you was in Cleveland. But no, you've been left Cleveland. You've been saw the water. You've been saw the lights. And you were determined to go on a boat. And not only that, you were determined to take a picture of yourself and then determined to post it. Not only does this hurt your stock with Miami, who has always defended you, always stood by you, always played you when people didn't understand. But now you've ruined that relationship and you've shown other teams in the league that you potentially can't be trusted. And oh, by the way, you're recovering from injury. So why would we take a risk on you? Why would we take a risk on a hobble player that's recovering from injury and that calls off sick to post pictures of himself on a boat? And now that team is determined to move on from you. They use the words determined. (laughs) That means they want you gone as soon as possible. This is worse than when... Eric Bledsoe, you know, tweeted out that he didn't want to be here when he was in Phoenix. And then when they asked him about it, he said he was at the hair salon with his girlfriend, right? Like, this is worse than that. Because (laughs) you were on a, Eric Bledsoe was on a losing squad. Like, it was embarrassing. But, like, people were looking like, I mean, yeah, Phoenix does have, like, five guards. Like, maybe they should get rid of one of them. Maybe they should actually just get somebody else. And now Eric Betso is in a better situation. But you, you do not have that leverage. <laughs> Dion, you, where are you going? You do not have any leverage. You can't go to an office and demand a trade because you don't even know if other teams will actually want to pick you up. So why would you then go on a boat and ruin a relationship with an employer when you don't even know if you, if, when people aren't even sure if you should be employed in the NBA? You lost. Congratulations. You completely played yourself. And you probably will not be in the league much longer. Congratulations. You played yourself. Oh, Chanel, that was a good one. I mean, <laughs> just a whole mess down there. Um, my loser of the week goes to the Golden State Warriors. So uh. they made a slideshow about the decade as the Golden State Warriors, which was nice. I mean, they have had an amazing decade. Um, however, they did not, in their 22 slides that they showed, did not include Kevin Durant. Now, you know how I feel about Kevin Durant and his hairline and his non-brushing of his hair. You know, he's just lanky. Like, you know, Chanel, you know how I feel about Kevin Durant. All the I times know. he stopped Cleveland from winning. You know, I just, I, I, I don't particularly care for him. I know. But Chanel... This man helped y'all win two more NBA championships. Two MVPs. One, two, Chanel, one, two. That is so disrespectful. Golden State Warriors, what you guys did is so disrespectful because it was to be honest, they the Warriors might have would have made it to the finals again those mm-hmm. two times. But who mm-hmm. knows if they would have won two other times if he wasn't on the team. Like they might they probably would have, but we don't know. Like it's something we just don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just think it's rude that they did not include him in their decade um recap because 
he was in the decade. He was on the team in the decade. On the team that brought two more championships in the decade. You show yeah. Steph winning his first ring. You show that Draymond, Steph, and Clay winning another championship, but you don't show Kevin Durant. Like, can you imagine how unbelievably difficult it was for that videographer to intentionally not include <laughs> Kevin Durant in those last two? Like, if you sh- if you showed any footage. Right from from what 2017 and twenty eighteen, you had to be so intentional. Yeah, he was there. You had to be so intentional to not include him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, So. congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. You played yourselves. Congratulations, you played yourself. Those were some good losers this week. I do not disagree, and I am. uh, I won't say I'm a Warriors fan, but I am a huge Steph Curry fan. So yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that sucks. And they're usually a classy organization, so it is a little disappointing. Well, we won't be able to see KD return to, well, I guess he won't ever return to Oracle, but at least return to San Francisco and play Golden State until next year. So we'll just have to revisit that conversation then and see what kind of animosity he has. But we know anything. KD don't care. You can call him a cupcake. You can have a stadium full of cupcake shirts, and he still would drop Forty on you. Oh, I don't care. That wraps up another great episode of Girls Talk Sports Two. We hope that you've been entertained. Are you not entertained? <laughs> Do not forget to follow us on Twitter at Girls T L K Sports and the number two. And be sure to send us any emails. Our email is linked there too. We will be tweeting throughout the games this weekend. And, of course, we will be back next week for another episode. No, we won't um, be back next week because it's Christmas oh, Eve. Go ahead. So we are taking a two-week break, um, Christmas Eve and then New Year's Eve, just so that we can spend time with our families and, um, you know, enjoy the holidays. So we will actually see you in the new year. Yes, Our audience will. in the new year. Yes. But we will be tweeting throughout the games so you get our perspective. Yes. But either way, we will be back. Oh, of course. And it will be lit. And we possibly will have another platform to introduce to you all. Yes. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it's your favorite girls talking your favorite sports. And we are getting ready to sign off. Getting ready for another great week in sports. Catch us again because it's lit. Hey, take me out.